This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday. Let's keep talking conference championships. We were just touching on Oregon and Washington a little bit there. Joining us now is good friend of the program colin wilson at underscore colin one on twitter he's a senior writer at the action network big bets on campus colin good morning to you thanks for the time man we're looking at that washington oregon line we knew oregon would be favored we're a little taken aback by how high that number is are you having the same reaction and how do you feel about the rematch in vegas i've been having that same reaction for about four weeks they posted a look ahead line about a month ago and it was oregon minus three and i thought to myself how in the world do you beat a team by three points and you're going to be an underdog on a neutral site? And it's just grown and grown and grown over the past month to this huge number where it's Washington now nine. I mean, I mean, just throw everything out, throw the eyeball test out. The team that won the game (laughs) by three points is now an underdog of nine points and they're undefeated. it's, It's one of the craziest numbers I've ever seen. Does it make you want to pick Oregon, though, in a way? Because, yeah, Washington getting disrespected. But uh, we talked about Penix. He kind of looks like he's been hurt since that Oregon game. Rib injury. They've labeled it sick, cramping, whatnot. But he's had moments where it looks like he's wincing or he's covering up his face with a hoodie. Does it make you kind of wonder if Penix is hurt going into this thing and that maybe the value is on Oregon? Well, there's a lot of things going on. Some of it is that. There could be an injury to Michael Penix going on. I'm not sure if that's what's got this number up so high, but Oregon also beating everybody by at least 14 points since that game plays a big part of it. Washington, uh, there's a a story floating around right now that um, Washington State basically knew every play that Washington was going to run, and that's the reason that they kept it close. So that's you know, that's also an unspoken thing that's going on this week that I'm trying to figure out if <laughs> if the playbook on Washington is out. Uh, so that's another element to look at. But, yeah, it's all of these things, from Pennix possibly being hurt, the way Oregon has looked, uh, defenses have adjusted and said, please run on us. And that's how you got, uh, what, Dylan Johnson running for 250 against USC. Um, and then the Washington defense 
can be had on the ground. I think everybody's pretty much figured that out. Hmm. Where are you at on the on the Heisman market? Because I know this game will have a big determining factor in that. It seems like it's a two-guy race. Is Penix eliminated? Just where are you at on that market? I mean, it's, it seems like it's a two-man race, which is Daniels and Knicks. Um, I think if, if Oregon wins, it's definitely Bo Nix's. I mean, you just cannot play this weekend and then expect to win the Heisman, unless you've got Lamar Jackson's numbers, which Jaden Daniels doesn't. Um, Bo, Bo Nix, absolutely, this is his award. I think he would have to probably go sub-200 passing yards, maybe more interceptions than TDs, and definitely lose the game for him to lose the Heisman. I could even see him play stellar, Oregon lose, and him still win the Heisman. So uh, it's definitely his. I, I don't, I'm not sure how Penix wins. Uh, he would have to have a Joe Burrow 9-TD type performance to get it done. Hmm. Uh, conference championship game outside of the Pac-12. you got the ACC, Louisville coming off a loss to Kentucky. Florida State surviving against Florida with a backup quarterback and looking good defensively. You've got Georgia, Alabama, which is always an interesting one. Which one do you like the most right now? Uh, is it the Big 12 title game? Where are you at on conference championship week this weekend? Well, the, the play for Louisville, Florida State is going to be the under. That one opened up and is immediately taking some money down. Uh, 48 is very key, so I would try to get under before that. Um, a lot of love in the market for Louisville to be Florida State. I'm not sure I'm there yet. That Once they got two quarters behind Tate Rodemaker, he looked like a completely different person against Florida. So, uh, I don't know, Florida State may be a buy if it goes down a little bit farther. Uh, the Oklahoma State-Texas number, I, I think Texas is on a mission to put a 50-burger up and look good to the committee. They know that they're behind the eight ball. They need a ton of things to happen for them to get in, one of them being Florida State losing. Alabama has to have a loss. So if you're wanting Texas to get into the playoff, you're going to have to have uh, a couple of things that have to happen, and Texas needs to put another 50-burger up on Oklahoma State. Now, they do play early. They play at 11 a.m., uh, Central time, so I, I believe they will put up um, that amount of points, so I definitely like them to cover the spread. I think there's not a lot of underdog action here that I love. Definitely not Iowa. Uh, I would take the over. <laughs> that that Big Ten championship, just take the over 35 and a half. Um, I believe Iowa can score more than seven, and I'm pretty sure Michigan's going to do everything they can to put up as many points uh, because, you know, Harbaugh's back on the sideline, and they believe it's them versus the world. Yeah, that, that over-under is a funny number. You, you mentioned some of the other dogs. I mean, the only other one that is notable is probably Alabama this weekend, and I don't know how to feel about that game because you look at last week as it would be in a look-ahead spot. I know it's the Iron Bowl, but they're luckier in hell to win that game on 4th and 31 and completing that pass in the back of the end zone. That's always a heavyweight battle, though, when they play. There's been games where I've gone in saying Alabama doesn't have a chance, and they've beaten Georgia. A couple of years ago that happened. I'm just how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you look at that matchup? Because that is the chaos, I think, us in the Pacific Northwest are terrified of of what happens if Alabama wins that game are you really keeping Georgia out and then you can't keep Alabama out of the playoff at that point well there's no way in the world that the SEC champion will not be in the playoff yeah. uh, but you know on the other hand Georgia would be out and I, I know that we've had previous years where there just weren't good enough one loss teams uh, and that's why you had two teams from the same conference make it but that's not the case this year Oregon Texas these these are one loss teams with major wins on their record um, and so they would definitely come in. So the loser of this game is out. The number took a little bit of a rise after it opened, and I think that's the result of what happened in the Auburn game, people thinking uh, that Alabama may be vulnerable. But you know what? For those of us that watch SEC <laughs> religiously, that's just the Iron Bowl. That, this is a product of the Iron Bowl. It, ha it happens every single time. So the game should be lined at four. 
So you're getting a little bit, you're getting some value on Alabama here in a game that I think is completely picked. They run the same offenses. They run the same defenses. These two coaches work together forever. Six points is a lot of points. I, I got a two-parter for you. One, we, we talked about this earlier today. What's, you, what's your dream playoff? If I gave Colin Wilson the ability to pick the four teams that he wants to see play in the first round, meet in the championship, who are the four teams Colin Wilson likes? And we've never actually personally met. You've been on the show a handful of times. We reference how you like to come out to Bandon once a year and play golf. I actually on Saturday felt like I wanted to give you a hug your your Arkansas Razorbacks are in a really bad spot, and they they showed a lot of their ugly this weekend. So I'm just, are you doing okay with that? I get a lot of texts from people that are you doing okay? Are you doing okay? And I, I keep telling everybody like, if you're a Razorback lifetime fan, you've been through the plague. I mean, Bobby Petrino, John L. Smith. Uh, you know, we fired our coach after losing to the Citadel in the '90s. I mean, we, I, this is nothing new. This is, I mean, this is a condition that's never left us. So. Yeah, I'm doing all right. If I had a dream playoff, uh, it would definitely be Georgia and Texas in the Sugar and Michigan, Oregon in the Rose Bowl. I think Michigan, Oregon in the Rose Bowl has the chance to be one of the greatest scenes in college football history because that's an old classic Rose Bowl, uh, Big Ten, Pac-12 matchup. Uh, and you'd be in the semifinal to make the national championship. Uh, it's a bit of a futures question for you, but I'm an Oregon State alum, so Jonathan Smith, the Civil War, all of that happened. That's a devastating blow to a fan base, and we don't know where Oregon State's going to be in the next couple years, but we know where he's going to be. He's going to be East Lansing, Michigan, where they've deemed him the king of the north. What does a Michigan State, what's the futures look like to you with Jonathan Smith as the coach of Michigan State? How are you playing Michigan State maybe the next year or two? What do you think that's going to look like for him? There's definitely it's definitely a positive, and the fact that he's going to take some of his coaching staff with him, and the fact that there could be some transfers out of Oregon State that make their way to East Lansing, it's all a positive. The one thing we don't know is is he going to be able to replicate the power running game uh, at Michigan State in year one? Uh, a little bit of a daunting task, especially considering the schedule that they've got to play every year. But Michigan State absolutely had a home run hire. In my opinion, all these names of these coaches that are being handed out, Jonathan Smith was number one. I wanted him at Arkansas. You want a power running game? Bring him to the SEC, please. But, uh, no, he's going to be at Michigan State. So it's nothing but positivity, but now you got to have the horses. You've got to go through a roster that's been completely depleted. Everybody was hitting the transfer portal. Even Peyton Thorne hit it after the spring game and played for Auburn this year. So he's got to get a control of that roster. And that, that is not going to – I mean, look at Matt Rule. It's just not an easy thing to do to go into the Big Ten – get people to come to really cold locations and then try to compete with Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, the conference is going to get tougher next year, too. Colin Wilson, one of our favorites, Action Network, at underscore Colin1 on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Big bets on campus. We always appreciate the time, man. Glad you're hanging in there with your Razorbacks. Good luck winning your bets this weekend, and hopefully we can catch up again soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 